suicide. Perhaps you or someone you know have given some thought to it. You've noticed over time that anytime you've contemplated it, you eventually burst into tears. Your eyes will well up and you'll begin to feel a lump in your throat. And that's a good thing. That means you're probably not going to go through with it. And thank goodness for that. We need you here. I'm going to explain in the next few minutes exactly why we need you here. Try to take some of the pain off. Try to make some sense about why in the hell people struggle and suffer. Why in the hell people would continue to persist to struggle and suffer. And some free, useful tools. By God, they really help for you to turn it around so that you can begin to struggle less, hurt less, and begin to re-experience meaningful joy in this life. Here's why. Everything that you feel is a biochemical mashup, a soup in your brain. You can't hand me a pound of love. You can't hand me an ounce of hate. Yet, nonetheless, it is real. The pain that you feel, the struggle, the hardship, the suffering, these are all very, very real. They're palpable. You feel them. But they're intangible. And the therapeutic question of our day has always been, how in the hell do you manipulate and change improve upon something you can't even touch. A skilled surgeon can go in and given enough time and preparation, she can find the problem and she can create remedy. If it's within her skill set to do so, she can do it because it's in a three-dimensional material plane. She can access it, she can manipulate it, and change can happen. Improvement can begin to ensue. But for the individual who is struggling and the resignation of life begins its siren call, how does that individual have a chance, really, any chance at all, of getting inside their own mind to the place where the pain is real, where the struggle is daily, it's nonstop, it is ceaseless, it is relentless. And all they want is the pain to stop. What chance does he or she have to finally reach that place? Create a change and hope that that change lasts longer than the goody-goody self-help book somebody talked them into reading. We're dealing with a biochemical mashup, a soup of chemicals. You've heard the names. There's no need to go into the acetylcholine and serotonin and dopamine and norepinephrine. It's all available for you to go and, and drink to your heart's content about uh, soaking up all that good, wonderful knowledge. But facts alone haven't helped you, have they? And if there's somebody out there who's got suicidal ideation, a couple of very important things come to mind. First, take it serious. Because for a thinking sentient being to begin to contemplate the reality of cessation of life and life experience well that's counterintuitive to life's own uh, prime directive if you will for lack of a better term which is to survive to persist to thrive 
to move forward. If nothing else, to keep asses on this planet so the game can continue to persist, yes? What am I talking about? There is a school of thought, a sort of uh, spiritual philosophy, if you will, and I'm just going to offer this as a buffet. You don't have to accept anything ever from anyone, certainly not me. But this school of thought, just something for you to chew on. This school of thought suggests that one purpose of human life is for a consciousness that's not from this planet to express itself in an innumerous bodies, lifetimes, ways, here on this planet where loss can be experienced so that it can learn more about not only what material existence would be like without the influence of that higher consciousness, that source of love, some call God, some call source, infinite intelligence, the universal mind, whatever your particular core beliefs tell you, that's great, use that. But some people have suggested that one purpose of human life is to give that higher intelligence physical form to express through, to sort of ride along and through the five senses of a human body experience both the love of source and the lack of source. Call it just a fleeting curiosity, if you will, but that means the most successful woman in the world and the most downtrodden loser of a man in the world may meet on equal measure by fulfilling this one important purpose of life, which is to have physical sensory experiences, to see life, taste it, touch it, smell it, and hear the joyous sounds of life. And sometimes that means feeling pain. That means feeling struggle. That sometimes means feeling the joy of relief and victory and of overcoming those things that have challenged you in the past. Because of that, that gives an individual some purpose to hold on to. They don't throw their hands up in futility and say, what's the fucking point of life? What the hell is the purpose of this? Why would I wake up one more morning to this constant and unending pain and bullshit? Well, now you have one reason. And if it resonates for you, it can begin to be a rather impactful reason. One purpose of human life, it is believed, is to have experiences. Now that doesn't mean that you have to have bad ones the rest of your life. Here's something they never told you. I'm going to give you the big secret right now. Once you've experienced something bad, your experience of it, your individual perspective, your take on that bad experience is registered in some sort of universal data bank and you don't have to experience it again. Now, if you don't go in and intentionally cancel the need to keep experiencing uh, pain, heartache, deception, abuse, then you're going more than likely to continue adding more and more of these painful lack-based experiences, lack of money, lack of protection, uh, the scarcity, lack of love, um, lack of resources. 
All of these things can compound, and of course a person would begin to feel incredibly depressed. Of course their brain's biochemistry would become skewed and warped in response to this adaptation process in the mind from all of the pain and struggle and frustration and stress. And all of that can continue to just push down on a person. It makes scientific sense, doesn't it? But you can begin to turn it around. Yes, you're not cursed. Yes, you are able to turn it around. Because if emotions are a biochemical soup, then there has to be a cookbook. Since we're playing with metaphor, the cookbook of your mind is called the amygdala. It's a structure in the brain that's almond-shaped. And amygdala is from the Greek, which means almond. It's been called the seat of emotional memories and the fear response. And when you think about how bad things have been in the past and in the present, you're dealing with emotional memories that are drawn right out from the amygdoidal process of the brain. We're just dealing with science here. Now, something you probably didn't know unless you followed my teachings, the sense of smell is different than any other sense that you possess. The sense of smell, cranial nerve 1, the olfactory nerve, bypasses the internal evaluatory critic of the mind and instead immediately engages the seat of emotional memory and fear, the amygdala. The sense of smell activates the amygdala. Well, I, you've lost me, Douglas. What's this mean? Here's what it means. Scientifically speaking, if something is bothering you and you do know specifically what it is that's bothering you, I don't have enough money. This, this crazy COVID crisis has just got me stir crazy. Uh, I, everywhere I turn, people are lying to me. They're, they're cheating on me. They're, they're deceiving me. This pain is horrible. It seems like nothing that I do in life ever pans out. Whatever it is, if you can put a name on it, you can measure it. How strongly does it hurt? Zero, perfectly calm and peaceful, all the way up to 11, the most extreme, I can't take it anymore, I want out. Write down what it is that's bothering you, the pain, the struggle. Only you have to see this, so get real with yourself, damn it. Put it on paper. And next to it, write down a number that represents how intensely you feel, zero to 11. Because what is written can be measured. What is measured can be changed. Emotions are abstract, but when you make them concrete, you give them form, put them on paper, measure their intensity, now you know where to begin because now you have in front of you something tangible, something that's more real. So put it down there and then use the sense of smell and your own sketch pad or imagination to create a symbol, any symbol in the world, to represent that bad feeling or situation. It could be just a nasty trash can filled to overflowing with all sorts of horrible maggot-crawled chicken guts and everything. Awful. Fine, let that temporarily be a symbol to represent the bad feelings you are fighting with every day and every night. And put those feelings into that symbol and double those feelings, double them, double them again and again. You make that symbol an associative connection and representation of the bad feeling that you wish 
to finally do something with. Yeah? Yeah. And then you use the sense of smell. Any safe, familiar, pleasing aroma will do. Don't go out and buy a thousand essential oils. Piss on that. Anything. I've had people use a stick of chewing gum. Anything. Uh, Get you a cap full of toothpaste and sniff it. Anything that's safe, familiar, and pleasing. Gently sniff that seven or eight times. That'll activate the amygdala. It'll wake up, huh, what's going on? And then it looks and it sees, oh, we're dealing with this feeling. And then I want you to manipulate that symbol. If you've drawn it out, I want you to take a pen and scratch through it a few times. Just change it. Or if it's on paper, rip it up into a thousand little pieces. You're changing the symbol. You're showing your brain, this is what pisses me off and I'm doing something about it. And the sense of smell is brought in because that tells the amygdala, the part of the brain that needs to know, change is essential. It lets it know that we're changing it right now. We are changing it right now. And as you begin to manipulate that thing, maybe if it's in your mind's eye, you see a giant boot come down and stomp that trash can flat. Stomp, 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 stomp. Maybe give it 50, 100 stomps. Sniffing your aroma each time. Put a big old huge grin on your face. Laugh. A crazy maniacal laugh. You're fighting for your life, damn it. So fight hard. And win. <laughs> and win. Because when you're done stomping, I invite you to lift that boot up and look at the trash can. Here's a challenge. Try to make it look the way it was before it started getting stomped. It will never go back the way it was. It doesn't, does it? Keep sniffing. It doesn't, does it? It doesn't go back the way it was. What does that tell you? Change has happened. And it's right in front of you. You can't deny it now. It's literally there in your mind's eye. Now, if you can change something that quickly, something that powerful that quickly, continue using this. Experiment with it. Because as you begin to manipulate and take back control over, assume power over the symbol that represents the thing that tries to hold power over you, you are sending a clear, programmable message to your brain. I have assumed control. I'm taking back control. You didn't whip me. (laughs) My chapter is not over yet. And I've now got proof in my hand. Old Douglas gave me something, damn it, and it worked. And if it worked a little bit, he can show me for free how to do the rest of this. So I invite you to do that. Visit my website, A-R-O-M-A-N-E-T-I-X dot O-R-G. That's aromanetics.org. I don't have a thing to sell you. But if you'll fill out that contact form and get in touch with me, that lets me know I have permission to give you this information for free. And I'm going to do it by hand. It's not automated. I'm not gathering your information to sell it. Might take a little while, but I'll get to everyone. Let me send that information to you for free. You can't join anything. I'm not trying to grow anything weird out there. This is just something I discovered during my pre-chiropractic days at a leading research university. It saved me, and by damn, it can save lives. And because it's priceless, it has to be free. If this information interests you or somebody that you know, please feel free to share this. And thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. I want you to hold on for one more day. Will you do that for me? Good. Play this as often as you need. And I will see you tomorrow. God bless.